World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning, our friends. Uh, flying sort of by the seat of my pants here today. Not, not really, uh, not as disorganized as it might seem. But uh, just early this morning as I was doing show prep, getting ready for the show, I, uh, I contacted Sheila Zelensky, got a, got, and she called me right back. And Sheila's in a, two different time zones, so she's clear out there in Montana or Wyoming or one of those places. And I said, hey, Sheila, maybe you can join us. Because we were talking about some, some issues. I said, maybe you, can, maybe you can come in here and join us, Sheila. And she said she could, although she can't come in by video because she's traveling. She's in her car. It's dark, yada, yada, yada. But she's going to. She's going to join us here in a second. And, uh, uh, man, this, folks, there's so much stuff going on. There's so much stuff going on. I just, I'm just telling you. And I, you, everybody who watches this show knows. Well, maybe that's, that's not true. You guys know my heart is V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. That's the Christian battle cry. V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. That's the Christian battle cry. And I don't have any idea where we got this defeatist attitude in the church, but I rail against that every stinking day. I believe when we are Christians and we are advancing the kingdom of God, we are walking in victory. We're not walking in defeat. But the attitude of the American church is one of defeatism. That would have been a great place for somebody to say amen. Because because our attitude is submission, uh, uh, surrender, uh, evacuation, and I'm not making fun of anybody's theology, because that's the focus of our life. Friends, I'm going to tell you something. You would not live your life in any, you would not live your life, you live it right now. By the way, you're going to die. We're all going to die physically in this world, right? We are all leaving this world. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There is not any other aspect of your life that you live surrendering. Shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I get get up every day and I work as hard as I can to advance the kingdom of God. I get up every day when I hang out with my grandkids. I do the best I can to try to advance the kingdom of God. I get up every day when I have to mow the grass at sky high. I get on my daggone mower and I go mow the grass at sky high. I don't just sit around and say, oh, well, grass is just going to grow anyway. And I'm going to be dead here sometime. And it was at high grass when I got it. So that's just kind of the way it is. And soon somebody else will be living here anyway. And right. And, And the reality of it is. We have not yet realized that our lives are not our own. We are born again. We are dead to our old selves. And if we are dead to our old selves, then the life that we now live, we live by the grace of the Son of God who died and gave it for us. And everything we do throughout our day should be to advance that kingdom that we are now currently in. And it's the exact opposite message that we're hearing in the American church. And it's no wonder. And so I get, uh, you know, yesterday what went wrong here Red State, Ohio. No way Red State, Ohio passed marijuana. No way. No way. There's no way Red State, Ohio voted to kill babies. I'm just telling you, there's no way that that happened. Now, the election results may show that happened, but that didn't happen. And it didn't happen. And everybody says, well, if just the church had got involved. Well, that's probably true. But I'm going to tell you, the church didn't get do you have any idea how many people in America support Donald Trump? Do you have any idea how many people in Ohio are MAGA? Do you have any idea? The polls say that he's up about uh, 56, 57 percent. It's probably higher than that, really, because nobody, nobody really supports the Democrats. Nobody does. So in MAGA red, 
Ohio, they voted to kill babies. Come on. Hey, you're smarter than that, aren't you? Come on, you're smarter than that. So I, look, look, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, principalities and powers. You are not a body. You live in a body. You are a spirit who possesses a soul. You live in a body. And we're, we're walking through a natural world as spiritual beings. And we don't get it. And we, Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The weapons are of our the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, carnal. In other words, you don't win by punching, you don't win by kicking, you, you don't run by hammering, although sometimes that kind of stuff is necessary. That's not how you win. You win first and foremost in the heavenlies. How come the Luciferians understand Anton LaVey for as above, so below? How come they understand the importance of the spiritual realm, the spiritual uh, battle that's going on? and how it relates to where we are here. How come they get it and we don't get it? Huh? How come they're more organized and our churches are divided? Listen, you can say amen anytime you want to. You won't hurt my feelings. And until, until we understand that the problem, every problem in America, every problem in America is a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual problem. Every one we deal with. And it affects different people in different ways. But the reality of it is, seed of the serpent, seed of the woman, and for the most part, the seed of the woman will not engage the seed of the serpent unless it comes to personal stuff. Personal. Oh, I'll fight against the devil if he wants to steal my joy or if the devil wants to, oh, he wants to attack my health. Although I'll fight against the devil then. But you don't care whether or not the devil comes in and steals the, your neighbor's kid in public school. You don't care about that. You don't, you don't care. Oh, no, pastor, you, come on, pastor, you don't give a damn whether or not the, the Luciferians sneak into the school and teach transgender. You don't care about that, pastor. Don't tell me you love your neighbor. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because your action doesn't show it. Doesn't show it. Are you your brother's keeper? Do you love your neighbor as yourself? No, you don't. Phony Christian. Like and quit. Well, I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. Sheila's got Sheila gotten in here yet, Jonathan? Okay. Well, we're trying to get her in here. She. Uh, it was a spur of the. I don't know where she is. Should I text her? Should I text her, John? Say, come on, we're waiting on you, Sheila. Just bear with me. Does anybody think I'm crazy? I listen. I don't care if you think I'm crazy. I don't care. I don't care because you know what the response of the churches were were is as regards to. Uh, I'm I'm texting her. Hang on. Waiting for you. Somebody ask somebody help me out. Have, has anybody has anybody heard any pastor anywhere say, well, <laughs> things are just gonna get worse. We shouldn't be surprised. It's exactly what the Bible says. Anybody run into one of those guys? Anybody out there run into one of those guys? I promise you this, if you ran into one of those guys, he ain't out on the streets doing what Betty Perkins is doing. He ain't out there doing what what, uh, Dave Allison's doing. He ain't out there doing what Jeff Klein's doing. He ain't out there doing what Randy's doing. He ain't out there doing what Chad's doing. uh, Am I stroking with me today? I'm sorry. I am so... Oh, my goodness. Frustrated. Amen, amen, amen. Uh... She said, uh, waiting for you. She said, pen. She needs a pen, Johnny. You, Johnson. <laughs> oh, I, I want to get her in here. I want to get her in here. Because Sheila, as you know. Hey, Tim, Tuber out there. I said, uh, hey, you better be ready, Sheila. Binding and loosing. Where are you getting all that crap? Hey, she says, well, it's in the Bible. So you get a chance. You're going to get a chance to ask her. But I... Uh, I'm having her on for uh, several. Uh, Jared Senate. Anybody want to say something? Because I'm kind of floating here, waiting. Hey, Coach. Yeah. By the way, by the way, listen, listen, listen. I want to thank Jeff Klein. I I texted most of you. I went out and Jeff got a yellow Jeep from my wife. It's the only thing my wife's ever asked for in her whole life, ever, ever. No, no, pass the salt money on a Jeep. No, I didn't do that. No, no, I didn't. And uh, Jeff, Jeff Klein, uh, it's a long story, but thank God for Jeff. You need a car, get a hold of Jeff Klein. He'll give you a good deal. He won't rip you off. 
make sure the car works. And in my whole life, the only thing my wife ever, ever, ever said that she would like to have in her whole life is a couple of years ago, she said, honey, I'd love to have a yellow Jeep. Michelle buys things by color. She buys things by color. And I've been looking for a yellow Jeep that I could afford because most of them are 40, 50, $60,000. You guys know what I'm talking about. Some of them $100,000, right? I think you got that kind of money. Jeff Klein found us one tax title, everything. Uh, 2006 yellow Jeep for about $12,000. So uh, I want you all to know that despite what others might accuse you of, we're not getting rich off you guys, okay? But my wife, for the, that's the only thing she ever asked for. And I, you know, I was thinking, uh, when, that, when that sweet little thing someday's laying in that casket, I don't want to feel bad that I didn't get her the only thing she ever asked for. So, Boom! Yeah, that's right, man. The only thing she ever asked for. And she, driving home last night, she, she, she just kept telling me how, how unworthy she was and yada, yada, yada. Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Is Sheila with us yet, Johnny? What the heck's going on? Can we call her? I'm, I'm going to call her right now. Hang on. All right, hang on here. Bear with me. So, Sheila, let's try to do it this way. I got you on my cell phone because for whatever reason, we can't make that connection. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys, can you guys hear Sheila? Yeah, we can hear. Okay, good. They can hear. They can hear. That's probably going to be some feedback. Is there, Johnny? What am I going to be able to do about that? Huh? Uh, anyway, text Coach the pen and have Coach send her the pen. Judah, is that, is that it? Sheila, are you hearing me okay? I lost her. Come on in, Julie. Yeah, good morning. Um, I was reminded last night at a, a Bible study that, you know, Ohio, and I'm just speaking for Ohio, um, November 7th was the election, and you know where it went. Well, I said we got 30 days, and 30 days from that is December 7th. What else happened on December the 7th? Pearl Harbor. So there's a connection there somewhere. Thank you. Morning, Jeff. As for me, uh, a lot of church members, um, support their denomination, whatever their group is. And uh, I went to a quote, his inspirations, and uh, I got confirmation that these churches, uh, a lot of them, not all, they they keep Jesus Christ in a box. The lid's flapping, but it ain't going really, it ain't flipping open like, and so forth. And it's a lot of that. And a lot of scoffers and, and stuff this way. And it's just amazing how uh, people are so indoctrinated and they keep the Holy Spirit inside of a building. But they, when they go home and stuff, they regurgitate the same thing. And it's the same model. And, uh, it, 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 and, uh, and plus, when you have Islam fighting against pornography in the schools and the churches sit there and they just want to feel good and, and they're not trained. All right, thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Ms. Myra? Yes. Thank you, moderator. God bless you. My, just... internet, my internet went down uh, as all things, right? So, uh, um... Hey, Coach, can you hear me? It's Sheila. Yes, there we got her. There we got her. Go okay, ahead, I'm not, hold on. <laughs> I'm not surprised your internet went down. Mine just did too in my truck. And uh, I, I, I know why Satan's mad this morning, Coach. Amen. 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 So, Sheila, we're 15 minutes late, but let, let's dive right into it. First of all, Sheila, well, listen, I say, we're going to make up for lost time. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say this, folks, just up, right up front. Um, uh, Sheila's fallen on some hard times and she's getting back on her feet. And I want you to know that you folks have helped Sheila get back on her feet. I want, I want you to know that. Okay. But I'm also going to tell you, she still needs, she still needs some more help. She's right on the verge of maybe some big uh, breakthroughs with her show and what's going on. 
and uh, she was she must never sleep because where are you Sheila and what time is it there I'm in Vancouver Canada it is um well it's 3 30 in the morning when you called me and then <laughs> we touched I called you back and um yeah I don't sleep very good at the best of times miss insomniac I just need a switch or a light switch or a dial on the side of my head to shut my little brain off <laughs> amen well Sheila thanks thanks for joining us here and uh Sheila's going to, uh, she's going to give us a lesson somewhat on spiritual warfare, part of it. But Sheila, yeah. really, what's what's on your heart right here? Uh, you just take it. You just take it and run with it. By the way, Sheila, I interrupt her. I oh, interrupt boy. her living, so I'll do some interrupting. And friends, we don't have, no, her, picture, not, we don't have her, her face isn't up there because it's dark. She's in her truck. She's traveling. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm going to come on next week and we'll try to do a live. But listen, I'm, what's been on my heart, I'm going to tell your you know, your audience, something that's probably going to shock them because it actually shocked me too. When I was on a live interview with Steve Quayle on October 31st, it was Halloween, H-E-L-L-O-W-E-N. And I literally went to the break. I mean, we've lost a juggernaut, Dr. Tom Horn, Russ Dizar, you know him well. We've lost some incredible Chuck Missler and just juggernaut coach. Just I'm Dizar, telling you what. Russ Bizdar, yep, uh, Dr. Tom just, you know, really hit the family hard. Literally, you know, went in the hospital a week later, he's gone. That's like how my dad died. Listen, coach, I'm going to tell your audience something that's going to shock them. I quit. I actually, can you cue up that song, Take This Job, God, and Shove It? Because literally, I've been saying to the Lord for two years, Lord, I cannot continue my ministry without the proper resources. And so I sat down one day and I said, okay, I'm going to go on a sabbatical. If I have to sleep in my truck, be careful what you wish for, coach. And then I asked the Lord, if I could ever see in the spiritual realm, I mean, I've been kind of asking the Lord to do that between October 31st and today. It's 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 November the 9th. And I am going to tell you something. I am shocked at what the Lord has shown me. And that's a, probably a two-hour show another time. But I'm going to tell you what's on my heart. These phony, I'm going to, okay, I'm probably, I'm not going to offend anybody because I've bound up the spirits of offense. So those religious spirits out there can just, you know, don't bother emailing Coach or I. Those pukes in the pulpit, as I said 10 years ago, Listen, when I said that, I was relegated to the depths of the damned. The silence is deafening, coach. It's cricket. It's all we're talking about is Hezbollah and every H word you can think of in the Middle East. You know, and now, of course, it's Hamas and it's, it's oh, Israel. Are we getting nuked tomorrow? Is sleepy Joe Biden? Does he know what day it is? He reminds me of those Zumbas. Does Michelle ever remember those little Zumbas? Yeah, sure. Like, like he's a walking uh, robo Zumba. He he goes to get off the. I mean, it's an embarrassment to a to a beautiful nation like America. And coach, I mean, it's so disgusting. And if Jared could chew up that, um, I sent. I think I emailed Jared and Jonathan some uh, my Zoom picture and a couple pictures of you know our veterans, half our veterans in the country are homeless. Coach. The men that stormed the beaches of Normandy, like my grandfather, Bruce Patterson, of the Winnipeg Dragoons, you know, what's a poppy worth? In Canada, we have, we call it Flanders. Well, it's not in Canada. In Flanders Field, those, every one of those flowers represents a graves marker of all the men that my grandpa that was, came back in, when he was 20 years old from Germany, and he was head of the tank division. He was there with a the D-Day invasion coach. We're, that's that's a hundred years ago almost, like not quite. But you want to talk about, you want to hunker down behind some toilet paper during COVID? Can you see our veterans and our and our preachers of old hunker down behind their politically correct skinny jeans, smoke machines, fog machines, and and sewing machines? Now, yes, not the kind Michelle's mom made a quilt on. And by the way. That is a gorgeous woman in a gorgeous vehicle. So I thought I'd go for a pink Hummer, like a H3. But anyway, that's just me and my color thing. 
Michelle is a beautiful woman and she reads power prayers daily. And I'm telling you, there's a difference, folks, between prayer and warfare. Prayer is when you are addressing God. You're praying, you know, in the morning. Uh, sorry about the beep, guys. Hold on. Warfare is very different. And there's ironically a police car be behind me. That is hilarious. Um, if he flicks on his sirens, you can cue in the audience. Uh, but the point is, Coach, what's been on my heart is something you said. And you are the only person I've been on their show. Not even Stu Peters is third. I did Stu Peters three times. He said, Sheila, your books are amazing. Thank you for coming on today. That was Technogeddon. <clears throat> We're going to give a book giveaway out at the end for, for people that, you know, we'll talk about that. But listen, you said something so profound. And I wish I had a wrote this down, Dave. You said... And man, you were on fire the other day, by the way. And I will make a salient point. I'm sure your listeners are thinking, is there a point in the future? Yes, there is. We need some gruff, gritty. Um, this is what I envision. If you look at, I'm not trying to be crude. I'm not trying to be crude. If it was Clint Eastwood had a baby with the Marlboro Man, Grizzly <laughs> Adams, uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, Cary Grant, John Wayne, that guy, I want to go to his church, Coach. Can you tell me where that guy is? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Grizzly Adam, the spooky. church of Grizzly Adam. Come with me, yes. <laughs> They're not out there. And again, you know, I say we, if they had a baby. I mean, we're living in a world of everything trans, transgender, transmission. Tra I mean, that's not the one in your car, but the one, not the one in Michelle's gorgeous Jeep. But I'm talking about transhumanism people say to me sheila what's transhumanism coach why does the church not know this i went on a show of a guy that says he is a uh prolific scriptorian now to quote him and he goes uh what is the transhumanism again i said well i can tell you the former ceo of google ray kurzweil i can tell you his definition or mine and he said well why don't you tell me both I said, these devils are trying to bring back the dead. Ray Kurzweil, the former head of Google, uh, people look him up, Ray Kurzweil, K-U-R-Z-E-I-L, I believe. He just punched in that in a search along with he's raising his dad from the grave. This is not the cryogenics. Listen, Dave, it is a science fiction. I was... In the last seven days, I actually have ran around, not ran around like without, uh, just with my feet, but been driving around Vancouver, BC. That's also the left coast, left L-E-F-T coast. Everything is disgusting where there's a major body of water. Dave, we're dealing with marine spirits. We're dealing with Druidism. We're dealing with King Charles. Are you serious, Dave? I mean, this guy, he wants to have a COP28, and I hope I'm not cutting out an in, but... No, you're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good, Sheila. Let, let, let me take... Yeah, let me, throw in something, and I'll take a drink of water and a breath. Okay, let's go Let's go here, uh, Sheila. Let's talk about uh, spiritual entities. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. Sheila, what does that mean? How do they manifest? What... And I, you said something that was really, really spot on. Most people pray they don't do spiritual warfare. Correct. They don't know how to war against the forces of darkness. And it says what? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So we know that they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Evidently, they're offensive weapons. But Sheila, the average church, has no idea about spiritual warfare, what it means, how we do it? Take us on a little bit of journey there if you can. By the way, I don't know. Google Google's screwing us up, Sheila, here. So I don't know if we can get her website up there, Johnny. If we, whatever okay. we can get up there if we can. So some, Sheila, be honest with you, some people have never heard of you at all, right? They've never heard of you. But uh, Well, I'm not, I'm not surprised with any of this tonight. And it happens almost every time I go on a show. So I just bind every devil in hell right now, every electronic demon. You know, there's really electronic demons, and that's a fact. I want to go back to something that you just said, and this is really, really important because you just said something. You read out of the 
I believe the King James version, which I, I love that one. But listen to what the ESV says, Dave. I don't know if Jared can pull that one up. Yes. But it says nobody what, ever reads. What version, first, where, where are you, Sheila? We'll get it up on the screen. Uh, well, why don't you just pull up and it's Ephesians 6 and then like right around verse 12. I don't have it memorized, but it's the one you just said before we wrestle. Now, uh-huh. Dave, you're a coach, not a wrestling coach, but for our wrestling and struggling, think about that. I mean, that's such a, like, read that out. For our struggle, we wrestle not against the flesh and blood. Would it, would it, I mean, you could just put a period right there and get, and do a whole show. Hey, but Sheila, again, how, how, how do I, how do I in the flesh wrestle against something that's not flesh? That's what we're talking about, right? That is exact, bingo, you nailed it, right. But against rulers, well, what are rulers, Sheila? Well, let's, let's uh, pause that against authorities, against the powers of darkness. I don't know what the NIV or the uh, the KIV or the SUV or the, well, I call it the SUV because it's some of these butchered translation, they're easy versions. Some of them say, oh, we're not fighting against human enemies. Well, that's actually the truth. Instead, people were fighting against these high level rulers and these very powerful spirits that have authority over this dark world. These are bad, bad spirits in the heavenly realms. And the people just read that scripture. But Dave, I'm sorry about my voice, you guys. Um, But the point is, we say this all the time. Pastors, you know, they inundate us with those cutesy things. I was in a church one time, and I was sitting there about 10 years ago. I had walked in a church. I made the mistake of walking in that one. And I was just curious. I sat at the back and I was just observing and they were singing a song and it struck me like a bolt of lightning. And I, and I blurted out, I have a prophetic gifting. I don't wish a prophet on anyone, but I blurted it out. Who is even doing this? And you know what the song they were singing? I went in the enemy's camp mm. and I, Took back what the devil stole. Right? Yeah. Right. And I said, I just blurted it out. I meant to say it in my head. And I said, What one of you clowns is even doing this? Amen. You're not storming. You're not even, you don't even know how to do anything biblically, let alone storm the enemy's camp. Like, you know how I learned this stuff, coach? When hell came to my front door. That's when I learned. I went in the Bible and I said, God, I don't know what to do. My life is falling apart. You know, as how many, well, I mean, cyclically too. I said, my children, my children, my family, my family. My son was on drugs. He was looking at going to jail for assault. I mean, he was a scrapper. Dave, you would have liked him. He was a football. He was six. All my, my three sons are 6'4", 280. And that's the lightest ones. I think my youngest son is bigger than all of them now and he's 22 but the point is you know and the oldest one is 31 so coach you know this and i heard you say this in uh montana and in, in whitestone when we were together talking at that and preaching and by the way <clears throat> that's the first introduction i had to you and i thought i don't know who this guy is but i like him mm-hmm. and i'll tell you what dave daubemeyer folks is a real deal and you just invited me on like a little while ago because we've been sort of playing telephone tag. <clears throat> but I would go to your church any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I know that's too much for one day, but you you, you were fired the other day. I think people need to go back and get the, can we watch the highlight reel, coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, she, well, Sheila, let's, let's, let's move in because I'm, I'm going to open it up for people who have questions. Uh, explain it. Give us... Yeah. Spiritual Warfare 101, Sheila. Oh, boy. Um, Okay, well, I have done Spiritual Warfare 101, 201, 301. So I think it's really important for people to be real. You know, I feel like, what if I dropped an F-bomb on your show right now? That's a question. You know, because I was talking to a bunch of truckers and oil patch workers, and I said these F-ers. And I thought, oh, my grandma would have washed my mouth out with soap. 
But you know what? I'd rather wash my mouth out with soap. I'd rather carry out, I'd rather get my son to carry out a, a guy in the pulpit that is leading people to a devil's hell and not teaching people how to do warfare. Hmm. So with those two things in as the backdrop, what's important in spiritual 101 is the fact that to do it, number one, like no one's even really doing it. I think probably maybe 90% of the church, I don't know what the statistic would be, but 90% of these pastors, they wear skinny jeans, and I'm not kidding, they have fog machines, and, and I'm going to go back to the sewing machine. I almost fell out of my seat. I was invited to talk to a church about spiritual warfare. Ironically, the first thing the pastor gets up at the front, he goes, we have a very special guest in Kelowna today. But before we do, get out your bank cards. Oh, by the way, Dave, I don't have a problem with people sewing into a ministry. But when you, when he said, oh, and by the way, we had so many people sewing into our sewing machine, which is just a bank debit machine in their church, what costs about a hundred grand just to install it. And he was laughing because there were so many people that donated the weekend before they blew it up. He said, thank you. We raised a hundred thousand dollars last Sunday. And I thought, wow, I haven't made a hundred thousand dollars any year in ministry. And I was, you know, I was pretty shocked, Dave. So this mm. is where we're at. Our, our pastor's, in the American pulpit, it is the American gospel of how many cards you have, how many quads, uh, where are your kids going? Oh, they're going to Harvard. Woo. And how much bank accounts do you have? And nothing about Jesus Christ. Again, why did Jesus flip over? Because he flipped the tables over. Why, Dave? Why did he do it? Why? Oh, Jesus flipped tables? No. He's some lamb-petting little homosexual, a guy told me one time. He's just a nice kumbaya. He's petting a lamb. If people could see in the spirit world, and it is more real, Dave, than I'm telling you, be careful what you wish for. I'll go back to I asked the Lord. I'd like to see a demon, like a real one and a maybe a 12-foot warrior angel. Here I'm telling God what I'm going to want to see. The next day, I, I don't care if your listeners believe it or not, I was translated six hours away, not like trends, whatever, not the bad trends, but whatever. In the Bible, when they go from somewhere to six hours later in my truck with no money, no bank card, no wallet, no purse, no knockoff Louis Vuitton, I had 30 piece, 37 pieces of silver. It's ironic to think that Judas sold Jesus out for 30. 37 pieces of silver. And some of the people that I've said, listen, I don't know what this is worth. It's a 30, um, not a, uh, it's a one ounce silver coin. God ain't making no more silver either or land. And do you know, a kid took a bag of chips. I said, what would you take over? That's a bag of chips or this silver coin. And he said, I'll take the bag of chips. And he, the silver coin that day was worth $80. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't even give away these. These are like pirate tokens at a car wash. And Dave, this is where we're at today. And I could go on and on. What's okay. the most important thing? And I'll take a break and a drink of water. <clears throat> My voice, again, I'm sorry it's rough. Um, I've got a really sore throat. But the most important thing in my 101 that I talk about is an introduction to binding and loosing. And so we'll get into that too. Sheila, I was thinking... Uh, um... I mean, my mind, my mind's going a, a lot of different ways, but I, I want you, if you could explain without really mentioning any name. Well, you can, if you want to, you had a chance, Sheila, to go on a, uh, a, a large national radio network. And uh, you had almost signed the, on the dotted oh, line. Oh, no, it, I did. No, I did go on it. It was Salem Media. I did sign and I got kicked off after three pilots. Why, why did you get kicked off, Sheila? Because <laughs> they didn't want you doing or teaching spiritual warfare. Is that true? That is correct. And not only that, they had a list of things I could not talk about. And that's not just Trinity Broadcasting. Um, the head of CBN, Chris Pamel, told me that they, uh, oh, yeah, he said, don't call us, we'll call you after the pilots. And I said, actually, how about you don't call me? 
I'm never calling you because I'm not not I'm not going to be censored. I'm not going to sell out God for their thirty pieces of silver, Dave. I'm not. Amen. Amen. Uh, Sheila, I know that I know that you have a you have a vast audience out there uh, through the internet, different stuff, folks. Not it's yes, hard to get on terrestrial radio. I mean, Salem Media, all those guys, all those Christian stations, they got it all locked up. So it's just Baptist <laughs> A B C D week day after day after day after day. After. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So Sheila, let me let me reel you back in here because I'm getting yeah. some texts. People say, "What is spiritual warfare?" Let's go. Tell us about spiritual warfare. It's warfare. Period. It's like the scripture that says in Luke ten nineteen, "Behold, Dave, I give your listeners power and authority to what? What does it say there? To tread on serpents and scorpions? Is he talking about running around?" in a pet store stamping no you're talking about it to, if you re- read it in the greek people never you know really really dig into the word it's about warring in the spiritual principalities powers if i gave you some godly glasses and you put them on and suddenly you could see in the spirit world that's what god did for me on november 3rd we're talking six days ago i asked for it and i got a little more than i bargained for because for the first time it felt, well, I missed a day of my life. It's like those people that get abducted. I have no accounting for 48 hours, but I end up in front of my mom's hospital, uh, the Vancouver Coastal Health. It's called Vancouver General. She's in the ICU, dying, uh, vaccine injured, a quadriplegic on a ventilator. And I've been doing warfare in this city all week. So really what warfare is, is what every one of us should be doing. The Book of Acts is what I call a action book, hence the word acts. It's the acts of the apostles. It should be a hand manual for Christian living. But why is it, Coach, that nobody even read the, like, look at Book of Acts. In the, be- in the beginning of that verse, Acts 2, what does it say? Uh, oh, it gives me just goosebumps that they were doing warfare right there. And they were speaking in tongues in their heavenly language. And Paul, I mean, Paul the apostle, you read the, the gospels again. And I challenge every listener of yours, go get your Bible today. Please don't get these watered down versions unless you're going to compare it. But the message, I mean, that is, I'm sorry. I don't want to say straight out of the pits of hell, but unless you're really brain dead, you would never want to use these new world order Bible translations. Warfare is literally when you're going after the kingdom of darkness, and we have the ability, especially like you read in the book of Acts where they came in one accord. Dave, it's like a threefold cord. If you, me, the Holy Ghost, you know, well, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are a threefold cord too. I mean, Jonathan, me and you. Hang on. Jonathan, pull up Luke 10, 19, if you could, the Bible, Bible gateway. Yes, sir. Luke 10, 19. And I'm it going, says, gonna... behold, I give you power. Now, yeah, behold, go ahead, Sheila. Well, it's I don't know what your what version. I'm assuming I have King James. I have King James. Out. Okay, so read it out to me. Um, can you see the scripture? It says I, and I'm I'm not even. I got um, it. Here you go. Here you go. Behold, I give unto who's speaking here. By the way, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And Did nothing shall in any means hurt you. Now, Sheila, what do you mean, serpents and scorpions? What does that What does that even mean? Well, if you look up that particular scripture in the Greek, and I think that's Koine Greek, and that is Jesus speaking, folks. Who, who do we think is speaking there? He's talking to the body of Christ. A church is not a bunch of buildings and insulation and a roof. It's the body, the ecclesia. Some people say the ecclesia. That Greek word means the gathered together of the called out ones. It's not about, oh, I drove by a church. No, you didn't. You drove by a building that was probably closed during COVID or else it was opened up for a vaccine center. So it's very important that people understand scorpions and scorpions and all these little creatures well, that's the name of a book, Little Creatures. What are they? They're demonic entities, Dave. 
if you can, I don't know if Jared has the ability to pull that up on the sidebar in the Greek. Um, and again, I don't speak fluent Greek, but if you look that up in the, um, oh, by the way, I really recommend the Blue Letter Bible app. That is, oh my goodness, that is the best that you can do. The itinerary, um, <laughs> if you like just press on it, it pops up with the, what it means in Greek. So Jonathan, I would really highly. Jonathan, Jonathan, pull up, Webster, go to Webster's, uh, Janine just stuck this in the chat. Um, pull up uh, Power. Little Webster, Sheila, listen to this. I got a Webster's 1820 dictionary a lot because change the words and you change the world, right? Change the words and you change the world. So what is power? What is power? I don't know if you guys are seeing it on the screen or not because we're having some technical issues, but I have it right here, okay? This is Webster's 1828 dictionary before they changed the words on us, all right? Power is in a philosophical sense, the faculty of doing and performing anything. The faculty of moving or of producing a change in something, ability or strength. A man raises his hand by his own power or the power moves another body. The exertion of power proceeds from the will and in strictness, not, no being destitute or will intelligence can exert power. Power, again, I'm scrolling down, is force, animal strength as the power of the arm. It is force, strength. Energy as the power of the mind, the faculty of the mind is manifested by a particular mode of operation, ability, natural or moral. We say in a man has the power of doing good. So power, God gives us, it goes on on and on and on and on. All power has been given unto you both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and do what? Teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. And we don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit given to us right now. All power, all authority given unto him, he gives it unto us. And you don't hear a word about Amen. it. Amen. Boom. A word about it in church. We are a defeated foe in church, cowering in our corners, begging the devil to leave us alone. Is that an amen, Sheila? Everybody say amen. 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 All power. All yeah. power. All power given unto him. And he Hallelujah. us in Matthew. That's spiritual warfare. See, Sheila, we got churches that don't even, they might believe in angels and they might believe in demons, but they don't really understand. They don't understand. No, they don't. No. infiltration. That Psalm 2, kings of this earth who are conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed, they don't understand that it has infiltrated every area of their walk of life. They don't understand that the devil couldn't give a hoot about the individual because he's after a kingdom. He's trying to get a kingdom. And we've made Christianity only about personal struggles against the devil. When we are supposed to be expanding, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Am I missing something, Sheila? Are you there? Did I lose you? Did I yell you off? Shit, drop, call drop, call drop. Come on in, Randy. That's good, Coach. I know, it's you good. know, Coach. You know, but you notice though that Jesus didn't in Luke ten when he gave he appointed the seventy to go do a job to go take down the second heaven, and and he did. They did, and they come back rejoicing. And Jesus, yeah, yeah. He said, "While you was out there, I saw Satan fall like lightning. That's His authority says. left." because of what they did but yeah. coach he didn't offer that to the four thousand he fed them he didn't offer it to the five thousand he oh. just fed them food they're the look only only some saw all not all the christians are going to walk in authority they're just never going to happen but the ones that are called to do it must do their job coach <laughs> george come on in amen we'll get we'll try to get you Okay. I'm back on, Coach. So, Sheila, you heard my rant. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let, let me let George in here. Go ahead, George. Thank you, Coach. All Satan and all 
of his minions are terrified. All spiritual warfare boils down to this. All of them are terrified of two things, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood. Acts 16, 16 through 18. And when she was baptized, wait, 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 where am I here? Sorry. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which shew us, us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out in that same hour. The key words there are the God Most High, Jesus, the name of Jesus Christ and his blood. That's what they're terrified of. We have authority over all. And hey, 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 friends, yeah. Sheila, I'm, thank you, George. Hey, friends, Sheila, help me out here. Folks, evil spirits work through people. They work through people. Nancy Pelosi is possessed of a demon. Joe Biden is possessed of a demon. Lindsey Graham is possessed of a demon. And if until we understand what it is we are dealing with, we will never be effective in this fight. And are you hey, coach? Yes. Hey, coach. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, they don't have just one demon, by the way. I really truly believe that people have legions of demons. I wanted to go back to that Luke 10 19 because as you were Talking about power, I remember when Russ Dizdar and I were in Whitestone. Do you know that we were told to go do deliverance and we were not allowed to do it on stage because people might get uncomfortable? We wanted to do a mass deliverance and a spiritual warfare thing, but that's where people were at, you know, 15, 14 years ago. So right. that, that, that word power in the Greek is exosia. That is like a lightning bolt from, that is, like if you stuck your hand, I don't know if you got any journeyman industrial red seal electricians on the line, but they know the stories of what happens when somebody is hit by a blast of lightning. And I'm going to tell you something that is a lightning strike on that book of mine, because that is exosia is a power. Like, like if a mill got hit by one of those, it would just wipe it out. And I'm going to tell you something you know what the storms are like down in your neck of the woods. That is a powerful, powerful word. And the authority, listen, Dave, the only time in the entire Bible that Jesus Christ, think about this, was jaw dropped. When was it? Here's a quiz to your audience. And I'll, I'll just give you faith. a hint. He said, never seen such faith in all of Israel. Bingo. The centurion. Why was Jesus jaw dropped? And very good, coach. And I bet you, you know about the other center and it said, wow, we just nailed the son of the living God to the cross. Now I'm telling you something. The reason that Jesus stopped and this is recorded in the Bible, he said, Why, what did the centurion say? He said, listen, you don't even have to come to my house. You finish it. That sure. guy was sick. He said, you don't even have to do it. I am a man of authority. Yep. Amen. I'm a Amen. man of authority. I know. Listen, I'm a coach. I tell that guy to get in the field. He goes. I don't even question. Either you get your butt in the field or you're on the bench. Like, you don't Military. even have to say the word coach. That's right. Military, too, right? You send it. Military, what, that's yeah. What, that's what the centurion said, right? He said, I'm a man under authority. And if I say to this man, go, I know he'll go. And if I say to speak this, I know he'll speak this because he's under authority. And he said, I recognize your authority. You just say it. That's it. I just follow the order. And Sheila, we have no understanding of that. Look, we got about, no. about, 11, got about 11 minutes left here, Sheila. Okay. How Open the phone lines then, Dave. Well, we, well, they're, they're waiting to get in there. Hang on. But I got another question. Yeah, go, go, go. Because here's the average person, Sheila. How do they recognize demonic activity around them and a family member and a boss. Okay, I will answer that and much more. Good question. I know where you're going with this. Where, how I did, how I learned. I wanted to know that every time I walked in a room and it seemed to be 
higher on pagan holidays. There seemed to be, and ask yourself this, folks, do I seem to rub my family the wrong way? Why does it that I always get in a fight with auntie so-and-so? Uh, why do I go in a bank and the teller is this? Um, why is my, my mom dying of this disease? Or why does somebody have terminal cancer out there? Um, there's lots of infirmities. Spirits of infirmity, Dave. Every single one of us can tell by, well, here's a way to guess. Are you plagued? Are you vexed? Are you tormented? Um, do you have fill in the blanks? I want to, you know, see. So I wish I could see in the on the call here, but because I'm on a phone, laying in my well, just kind of laid back in my truck, thinking about all the things I'd like to get in this, and I think that we better have a part two of this, so we can have just a free for all, like binding, loosing. Why is that important? Stuff like that. I'll tell you what, Dave, and I'll end on this. Every single one of your listeners is full of demons. Wait a minute. What did Sheila say? Yeah, you come in with a boatload when you're born, usually generationally inherited family line and familial spirits. It's called epigenetics. And listen, Dave, we don't know what's going on in our generational bloodline right. 10 generations I back. Dad, I don't know what my dad did. My grandpa did. I don't know what they did. Well, your doctor wants to know it. Oh, uh, did your dad have this, this cancer, arthritis, diabetes? Why does the doctor want to know what's in your family line? These, well, they're, they used to be called witch doctors and then they dropped off the witch, but I digress. <laughs> Amen. So they want to know what your medical health is, but they don't know what your spiritual history is. That's good. <laughs> oh, there, there's a good one. Yeah. Come on in. Rizal. Hey, good morning team. Thank you, Sheila, for being here. Um, so Thank you. yeah, I, I know a lot of people just don't even know what you're talking about when you say spiritual. Look, when you go into a church and they're laying hands on people, that is spiritual warfare. When they're anointing oil, that is spiritual warfare. Um, Correct. Get, kicking out the demons, all that. And when Jesus gave them authority to trample on these snakes and scorpions, think about that. That was healing the sick, healing the sick. And I, I just was wondering what your thoughts were when um, right after that, he sent out what they call the seventy. And yes. to me, I kind of connected that to when he sent out the 70, because they say there are the prince, the 70 principalities that God set up over the nations. Do you think there's a connection to that or, um, or no? Yeah, I do. Okay. So what's your first name? My name's Rochelle. Rochelle, that's a great question. And I think it's going to have a great response. And that's a really, really good question. Like a lot of people say, well, you know, we don't do that anymore. That's over since, you know, and I said, well, when did we stop dealing with demons? Because a lot of churches, actually, the Calvinists and others believe that some of those gifts, gifts have gone. So that's a very keen insight. Not only did he send out the 70, but what did Jesus say? He goes, listen, even there's guys that are doing it that, that aren't even part of our group, Jesus. This is his, his own disciple saying, there's people doing it in the name of Jesus. They sent out the seven. They sent church, out right? the... They're not a member of our church. <laughs> yes. Right, right. They're, not only are they not a member, they go to the mosque. That's like the seven sons of Sceva. They said, hey, we cast out this demon in the authority of a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. And what happened? That demon jumped on him and beat the living beep out of him. Those guys. Seven sons of some people say Skiva, Skiva. It's actually Skiva. They were seven sons, but they were not with the disciples or the 70 or the seven or anything. So what's, what's the point here, Sheila? Get to a point. The point is Jesus Christ gave us not only power and authority, but listen to this, folks. You want a bombshell? He gave everyone an inheritance, coach. Now, if I phoned you up and said every one of you have an inheritance, be at this law office, you guys would be in that yellow Jeep or that pink Porsche or whatever you're driving, a, a beater, a Dodge truck in my case, and you'd be down at that lawyer's office in a heartbeat. And we don't even know in Ephesians 1.1 that we all have. Listen, I've been going around for seven days without anything. And yet God's taking care of me. I have a roof, roof over my head. I've ate every day. And I've had no physical money, taper dollars, or even a bank card or, or a tap. And I have gold and silver on me. And, it's, and if I, when I do a, 
uh, I, when I tell your listeners, you know, in some other time, they're not going to believe it. That's how the apostles lived. That's how the disciples lived. Paul was an apostle. Juniah, his friend, was a female apostle. This is powerful, you guys. We ought to be hanging our head in shame, all of us. You ought to look at your bank account today. You got Christians going through Starbucks. You're paying 18 bucks for a coffee. And that stuff is crap right out of the pits of hell. I did a Starbucks expose. You know what? Why don't you take that $18 coffee and actually maybe sign up for coaches, Patreon for 20 bucks a month, you freeloading freeriders. I'm sorry, coach, but God has had enough of these freeloading. They'll eat the meat and that God has a problem with it. Take it up with the Lord. This is not okay. People need to get out their checkbooks today. I know what Oprah charges an hour, that witch, uh, to go speak at a church. But coach, you know, we're chopped liver. I mean, oh, maybe I'll give them $2 a month. That's, that's, that's disgusting. And I think God, I think I'm going to say this prophetically and take, I've never spoke about, wrote about, talked about anything that did not come to pass in 20 years of being in ministry, like full time. But I'm going to say this today, folks, shame on all of you. The stuff you buy, you know, don't think nothing on spending a 90 bucks for a steak. I know stuff's expensive. I get it. I know it's hard times. There's no excuse, Dave, for anybody to not be sowing into powerful. God needs Dave Dobmeyer today. God needs Sheila Zlinski Ministries. Could I go work at a, I don't know, uh, one of those big places you buy guns? What do you call it in the state? That big Huge yeah, thing in Texas. You can get a job. You can go earn money if that's what it is. Job, yeah. Right, yeah. So I had a hundred and fifty thousand dollar job when I when I quit and went in full time ministry. Listen, let's open it up to the people, and then I'll tell them really exciting uh, giveaway today, only okay, so for this three, show. We got three minutes. We got three minutes. So give them that real exciting giveaway. Hey, folks, look. Okay. You guys out there already, you've helped Sheila get back on her feet. We helped uh, help her get a place to stay. Yeah, that, we need to go into that, right? But she's still, she's still, man, she's having financial burdens. Sheila, how can I help you? Well, listen, it's, uh, it's temporary. I know that God's doing something, but boy, God is doing a work in my heart too. Um, how they can help me is honestly through finances and prayer. Prayer is the number one thing. And I need lots of, of uh, intercessors that are going to really go to battle for, for me. I got hit with some really bad stuff this year. Uh, I can't get into all of it right now. But um, honestly, they can just hop on over. I don't know if Jared has the banner it's up. up. It's up on the it's, screen now. It's on the screen now. It's Sheila Zelensky. It's Zelensky, no relation to the Ukraine president. Please. That's a borrowed name from a marriage. It's Zelensky with like blue sky, Zelensky.com. Um, Jared has done a wonderful job. He does my site. Uh, if you go to SheilaZelensky.com slash donate or slash books, you can also order the books. Um, if you go way down, you can look at all the Instagram, the Twitter is the X now, I guess. And Facebook is meta and I'm on telegram. Uh, we have please. Now here's the giveaway. If you today sign up, and I'm and listen, folks, this is not a, oh, let's do another book giveaway like Jim Baker. No, there's some real people that really are real. And there's and I would I, I'm telling you, Coach Dave, he's the real deal, folks. I've known him a long time today. If you sign up or on Patreon or give a donation to either coach or I, I'm putting it out to you, coach, too, to bless you. If you do that today. Um, I'm trying to raise funds to actually pay my producing team and for a couple months behind. And I really need to raise five grand like yesterday. It's probably thousands more than that. But today for any donation, I'm going to send you a bundle. And then for a donation of $25 or more, it's not even available to the public yet. It's my newest book. So I'm going to throw in Power Prayers Technogeddon, which was published last year. And uh, boy, it didn't get a lot of traction, but I just went on the Stu Peters show again. And I'm going to tell you, technological Armageddon, technogeddon is what I call it, the coming human extinction mm. question mark, green gospel, 
I wrote it uh, 16 years ago. It's about the green movement, the green new deal, the all this crap about electric vehicles. You know, is this green new deal? Is it new? Is it green? Is it a deal? No, it's straight out of the United Nations pits of hell. And it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, a buckle up from the minute Steve Quayle actually said it. It's one of the most incredible books ever. Well, ever, nobody's ever written a book on mm. the spiritual aspect of all that green crap. Like, Oh coach, by the way, Michelle, if Joe Biden has his way, will be driving a Tesla and plugging it in for mm. 17 hours and driving five minutes. So, We've got incredible giveaways today. If you subscribe today over at my website, you'll get a bundle regardless. And Jared, you can um, click on the top. And uh, I think I just have a direct link. I'm not sure how to subscribe, but I'm sure Jared will pull it up. And I want people to pull up the scripture today. And it's out of James. And I want to say it's 3, uh, 16 to 18. That's their homework assignment to read that i'm telling you coach there's a lot there for god so loved the world is another one we, we all know it john three sixteen. we quote it all the time that he gave his only begotten son to what you know what coach there's people today right now that are going to a devil's hell in the churches and charles finney i'll end on this the great revivalist said this if the pulpit is disgusting you know, and basically, and Satan is ruling. Well, guess who's responsible for that, Dave? That's right. That's the church, right. the pulpit. The Amen. pulpit today is responsible for the dung heap we're in, and that is a fact. Amen. Sheila, we're out of time. Thanks, thanks for uh, joining us here. We're going to get you back on, and yes. uh, we're going to get you to teach Spiritual Warfare 101 so people can figure out whether it's real, what's going on. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. God bless you, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you guys.